0: Hand tool woodworking shop notes is brought to you by the following sponsors. This is hand tool woodworking shop notes for Tuesday, November twelfth, twenty nineteen. My name is Chad Lemay, and I'm back in the shop. Um, I just listened back to my last podcast. I should not guarantee anything. I shouldn't promise tomorrow or any any such thing. Um, I did get back in the shop, whatever that was, Wednesday and Thursday. I wasn't able to make any progress. I my main stumbling block has been making water boil. That is what I'm up against. Um, I I started a podcast, uh, I think it was last Wednesday, and scrapped it just because it was so dismal. Um, let me bring you guys up to speed. So I've been to Bed Bath and & Beyond, and I got myself a roasting pan. I'm thinking that the big the thought the big tray was the problem being just jaongogus um I mean I could do chair parts in that no problem so maybe that i mean it's stainless steel it's not insulating um or you know it's 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 transferring heat uh at the sides it's just it's just massive maybe that's too big for my my double burner um, so i got I got the double burner I got a roasting tray I tried to boil water in that I used uh, I, I even used like pre-warmed water from um, you know from the big tray and I couldn't get it to boil uh, the ro- there's no lid on the roasting tray um, and the roasting tray itself is only like 15 in today I'm having deja vu this must have been the audio that I scrapped uh, 15 and change by 10 and change um, and it's like three inches deep. It is uh, stainless steel, and it's Teflon-coated in the inside. Um, so you can save your drippings, I guess. And it's got these nice big handles on it. Anyway, um, I put an inch of water in that. I couldn't get it to boil. I brought down my probe thermometer with a digital readout, and it was... Uh, if you touch the probe to to one of the burners, it was like 270. If you went to... Um, between the burners the metal was only 250 um i listened back to um one of the youtube videos that explained a lot about shaker shaker box making as part of his series i don't remember the guy that was doing it um sorry about that but uh he said you need the wood to be 165 degrees through and through before it'll bend properly so i was not ready um So today, I am going to get ready to try to bend. I'm going to get ready to try to boil water. That's what I'm going to work on today. I'm not going to set myself up for failure by being like, I'm going to boil water today. I'm going to try to get ready to boil water. We. That involves um, insulating my serving tray. I've got hundreds of square over a hundred square feet of this uh, quarter-inch cork so um, I'm gonna wrap my my uh, tray and cork uh, around that, that three inches um, three-inch side, they're, they're straight sides which is nice I didn't get something that was like a kind of bowl shaped um, I got the cheap one. Um, so I'm gonna wrap that I'm gonna make a lid for it uh, and that'll be uh, probably this uh, 3 quarter inch plywood is, it's the only thing I have that's quite big enough without having to glue anything up I'll have to take a whisker off of uh, one edge uh, I'll probably make it fit a lot nicer than just that. But, um, so I'll cut this down just a little bit and I'm going to glue uh, a layer of cork to it. Um, cork is obviously wine proof so it must be waterproof and polyurethane glue is unaffected by water um, so that's what, that's what they say to use for cork. And in my research, I found that, um, the cork that you get in sheets is reconstituted. And if you look at it, it is like just flex scraps, um, that's been glued together with, with PV, uh, PVA glue. So our polyurethane glue. So that's, that's, uh, that's what I'm going to do. Um, as far as wrapping, glo- uh, wrapping the, uh, the serving tray goes, I am probably just going to blue tape it. I mean, I don't really need... Will that hold? Will the... Will the... Oh, man. Why are there no easy answers for this stuff? All right, well, I'm gonna screw around a little bit and we'll see what comes up, I guess. Uh, Quick update on the um, straight edge. I think I've made myself a glorious piece of scrap. Um, Sighting down the straight edge, it's taken a bend to one side. Um, So, who wants that? Uh, I was thinking maybe I'll just nip that off and make it a shorter straight edge, but it is the bend is pretty close to uh, pretty close to the handle that I made, so that's probably the end of that project. Um, it's a shame. Um, I guess I should have been a little more careful with my wood selection. Um, that piece was cut off of, like, a 16-foot long piece. So there was some wonk in it, and I was like, I'll just avoid the wonk and cut the straightest piece. And, uh, it wasn't, obviously, the straightest piece. Um, so, okay, Well uh, we'll, I mean, I'll, I'll hang on to it. Maybe it'll straighten itself out. I don't know. Probably not. But, um. Yeah, so that's what uh, that's where that project's at. So I just cut my three-quarter inch piece of plywood uh, to length between the the handles, and I cut it a half inch too short uh, because I'm an idiot. So I'm gonna have to find something else. I've got a piece of quarter inch underlayment um, plywood this luon I guess you could call it Luan. Um, Probably gonna have to try to work with that. Um, For a hot second I was thinking about using some curdy board which is a backer board for a tile. Uh, It's just um half inch thick uh closed cell form closed cell foam with uh A waterproof membrane on either side. Um, I don't know how this stuff would hold up to the temperature of boiling water, Uh, and the stainless steel would be basically the same temperature, so that'd be about 200 degrees, a little north of 200 degrees Fahrenheit, 100 degrees Celsius. I don't know if we'd try to melt it or something like that, so I don't dare screw with that so I think I'm going to go to the quarter inch uh, underlayment this should rip a lot faster I guess you know when someone's like you can't do it and you're like whatever and then you set your mind to it and you do it just to spite them Um, no one said that to me about making a shaker box but the the universe is like, good luck, buddy. Just try to boil water, and it's uh, it's a different thing. It's not like when someone's like, you can't do it. Um, okay, so I'm not giving up yet. Got a bunch of money invested in this project, so let's keep going. All right, so I've got my my backer board, my new pot lid to the right shape and size. Um, I could round over the corners to match the, I'm not going to, I'm not going to match the, the, the boiling pot. I'll leave them square. Um, I'm going to glue cork to this. I was being hasty when I was trying to cut my first piece of plywood. Uh, But there's no sense in that because uh, once I glue some cork onto it, then I have to wait till tomorrow. Um, Polyethylene glue is not fast setting. It's not like PVA where you can kind of work with it. Clamp time, one to four hours. It'll be definitely four hours down here. It's cold. Um, uh, Let's see. All right, so... Yeah, let's go... Whack a chunk of cork off of the roll and lay this out. Get some glue on it, and then I can work on my shop, which is not completely functional right now. All right, here we go. Cork time. All right, so the glue is applied, and this thing is, as they say, cooking. Um, yeah, I spread, I spread a nice... I guess, even layer over, uh, over the plywood and stuck a big piece of cork on it that overhangs a little bit. And then I laid that on my grandfather's table saw, which I have not used and don't dare use. I want to rehab it someday. Um, and then stacked all the uh, heavy wood. Big A quarter, chunks of wood, bricks I could find right on top, so um, hopefully that gives me something that's relatively flat uh, tomorrow, but that's it for that project for today. Um, So I guess I'm going to work on trying to get my shop a little more usable. (laughs) uh when i moved shop i obviously i brought in my workbench i brought in my uh quasi anarchist tool chest and and now i've got the the old rough workbench um opposite my workbench so i want to use the rough workbench kind of as a sharpening bench and i don't need the whole space of the rough workbench for sharpening, obviously. Uh, so I was thinking about having a um, a toolbox on it. Um, I got, from my grandfather, I've got uh, some those cool machinist toolboxes. Uh, you know, open the top like a toolbox. And then um, it's got like a flap that folds down and slides in. And then there's uh, small drawers. Of course, he's got them full of stuff that I don't have a home for right now, so... I gotta figure that out, but uh, I think that would be a cool thing. And when I was in the other space, I was working off of some shelves. I've still got everything on those shelves. Let's see, top shelf is mostly I got glue, wax, and oil finish. Brushes, some rags. On the second shelf, I've got uh, some some sanding discs, measuring and layout tools, um, some stain, some beeswax. My uh, scratch stock. Third shelf, I've got mostly, yeah, sharpening gear, and a little cardboard box with some small offcuts and scrap pieces in it. Third shelf, we're getting down into no man's land. I've got a toolbox with my combination plane in it. I've got a plane in the original box, it's a Stanley, and this is a a plane that was dedicated for scraping. Uh, the maker's mark, or not the maker's mark, but the mark off of a shipping crate. Um, looks like it's never been used so I still have it. I've got a box with some nails in it. I've got some screws and nails, uh, some corner clamps, some chunks of leather. I've got um, tap and die for wood, so I can make wooden screws and whatnot. And then on the bottom shelf, I've got a bag of rags and, yeah, just random junk. Um, the shelves also have my clamps clamped to them. And on top of the shelves, I've got cigar boxes full of random hardware. My grinder is still in here. i got a bunch more clamps. I've got all kind of medium-length medium offcuts. That toolbox that I want to bring in the other room. Drill bits. Yeah, I'm only partially moved, uh, but I need more storage. I I don't want to. I do and I don't. But I more I don't want to bring the the shelf in the other room because it's just an open shelf and it uh, it's not very romantic, if you will. So I'm gonna have to think about this. Uh, let's. I guess we'll try to clean up. Oh, this weekend I helped my dad. No, it was Friday. So that's why. That's how Friday got burned. Uh, Friday I helped my dad move some furniture out of my uh, grandmother's house, um, and I went and raided the shorts uh, pile underneath the pool table in the basement. So I got uh, some pieces of live edge cherry. Uh, I got some, those are about 16 inches long. Um, Some of them are a little twisty, some of them are a little, yeah, I mean, it seems like it was rough cut for the most part. There's a lot of sapwood in there too, so it's, I mean, when I get down to it, it's like, when I'm done with it, it'll be like, is this really cherry? But I have an idea for those, I'm gonna, a project in mine for those. Um, I got some, what well, looks like five quarter pine that is bone dry. Um, nice stuff, I'm excited about that. Oh shoot, I, this is tricky because it's like, I don't know for sure what anything is. All right, so one of these quote pieces of pine Is planed on one side. That is not pine. Pine doesn't have a... Can pine do that? Can pine have a tiger? I'm going to mess with this a little bit. Um, No. No. That ain't pine. Could this be basswood? My grandfather's into carving too, so this could be basswood. I've got another chunk of bass over here that he labeled. Let me see if this is comparable. He's also got these pieces. I'm tempted to think this is ebony. Um, It's not all the way black. It's deep brown. And it's got this uh, like creamy tan color sapwood attached to it. And I, I want to I suspect that it's ebony because most of the pieces, well, all the pieces he have kind of taper. Um, maybe so he could get some straight grain out of it. But he's got like weird tapered. It's like he didn't want to throw anything away with this particular stuff. Um, I mean this one's almost shaped like a spear it's probably inch and a quarter by half inch down to nothing on the other end and I mean this one's all the dark color it's a deep dark color this stuff is heavy a little bit oily um, I guess it's slightly porous I don't know I got to figure out how I how to ID all this wood. All right, let's pick up this piece of basswood. And see, yeah, I might have scored some more basswood instead of pine. <laughs> okay. Um. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna just straighten up a little bit and then start planing random pieces of wood. All right. I've been doing a little organizing and straightening up, and I haven't moved any tools for the most part. Um. Well, at all. I got uh, my latest stash of wood kind of uh, stacked up and put away. Um, That is until I unstack all the eight-quarter stuff that I've got working as a vice on my uh, box lid. But um, I did find... I've been screwing around, cutting off the ends of pieces. I I cut off a piece of that question mark ebony. Um, And the... I mean, just quarter inch of end grain is I can't I can't snap it with my fingers and my my hands are relatively strong Um, I did find a chunk of pine that looked like it uh, cut really easily it was nice and soft and it smelled like pine uh, like pine resin Um, so I labeled that um, the stuff I made my anvil from, I'm starting to think that. Well, I'm pretty convinced that's not pine. Uh, I found 70 inches. Um, I found another another piece of wood that is probably about I don't know five foot five, maybe five six, and I suspect it could be maple. I don't really know. First glance from afar, you know, it, it looks like pine in the rough. Um, I cut it. I cut the end off. I plane the end off, and it doesn't smell like pine to me. Um, but the grain is nice and straight, and it looks like it's got some bird's eye on the on the face. Um, among the cathedrals. Uh, so I think I found a candidate for my straight edge is what I'm trying to say. So I am gonna... Yeah, I, I need to start to be a little more precious uh, with, with my wood here rather than just going for it because the the stuff that i made an anvil out of um for bending my shaker or yeah for for tacking up my shaker boxes i feel like i really wasted that i that would have been a great piece i could have just ripped off uh a little bit for yeah that would have been perfect because uh, the grain on that was like laser straight sure. um and I've got chunks of like the the headers that they made the joists with, and when they cut out doorways from this this house, I should have used. I should have tracked down a chunk of that, but I, I was being uh, being a little hasty, uh, which is not really getting me anywhere. Um, Yeah, so I'm going to carefully figure out what I'm going to cut out of this and probably the best, try to figure out the best way to cut it without wrecking everything that's left over. So we'll see how that works out. All right, I should probably wrap it up for the day. Um, get ready for everybody f- to come home. I have been playing with this wood. Um, I got to cut out. What do I got? Let's see. I used used the old uh, uh, bent straight edge as a kind of a template. So I got 32 inches, it's about two inches tall. Um, The stock itself was coming in at, sorry about that. The stock itself was coming in at about an inch thick. Um, So I got a square four sides. And then I, um, started planning ooh, uh, one, one face out of square to follow the lines, to follow the grain. Um, so now I, now I have, uh, now I've got a non-square, I've got square three sides and then a, a longer plane where, where I've got this thing following the grain nicely. Um... I have I do believe this is pine, um, but it's got a little bit of quilting effect on the face. Let's just call it mystery wood, although it acts like pine. It dents like pine. The end grain is a lot like, all right, I'm sure you guys are sick of me saying the P word, so. So, I am enjoying working with this mystery wood. Um, Tomorrow I'm going to uh, make a square edge off of the new crooked face that I made and then we'll chase that around and I'll have a piece of uh, a wood that has nearly perfectly aligned grain. Um, I might resaw after that um, because this is a big, long piece of wood, and I could get two pieces of perfectly aligned grain. Uh, it's going to shorten it, it's not going to be two inches tall after I do this, but well, we'll, we'll see how this shakes out. Um, anyway, uh, maybe I'll take a picture for Instagram, if I get the light correct. Anyway, this has been Hand Tool Woodworking Shop Notes. Well, hello. Right. This has been Hand Tool Woodworking Shop Notes um, for today. My name is Chad LeMay. Um, You can check me out on Instagram. You can search hashtag Hand Tool Woodworking Shop Notes, or you can search Chad LeMay on Instagram. Um, You could also check out my website if you like. It's ChadLeMay.com. We'll also bring you to into a woodworking shop notes dot com um all right thanks and maybe i'll see you tomorrow